Episode 258, a band called Death. Death! My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Death! <laughs> Hi! Hello! Good evening. Good evening. What's up, buddy? Nothing. Yeah? Yeah? Enjoying yourself? Um, no. You had, you had yourself a long weekend. I did have myself a long weekend. Not as long as mine. <laughs> no one's weekend is as long as yours. That's right. That's not the only thing that they're jealous of, the length of, which is Your hair. mine. My hair is getting long. Yeah. Yep. Mine's a little longer than yours. I though. know, we're turning into hippies. <laughs> Which, me, I can understand. Right. What's going on over there? Uh, you know, I always fluctuate between, uh, metal hair and, uh, and, uh, shaved head. Right. You know, this and, is uh, the colder season. It's the colder season, so I haven't had my hair cut in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to have follicle envy going right, on every right, time yeah. I'm in the room. And, uh, you know, when I grow out my hair long, there's, uh, there's a very limited span of time within the year that when my hair is long it is also not curly oh because of the like humidity and the temperature yeah and uh so so at this point my hair is long and also mostly straight which uh you know i enjoy did you used to always keep your hair long when you were younger uh when i was in uh, junior high and high school my hair was uh, i mean it would fluctuate but for the most part i would keep it uh longish so when, like, you know, I know you're out of school in, like, June and July, but the warmer the warmer months, did people think, like, did they go, oh, did you get a perm? Uh, no, uh, what I would actually do, especially uh, in my teenage years, mm-hmm. uh, is I would get a reverse perm oh. and get my hair straightened at the beginning of June. Oh, uh, okay. So, th- yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize what that was. And, uh, so, uh, but, uh, my hair became immune to that. Oh, it learned. Yes, it learned. It, uh, it was like doomsday. Yeah. And, uh. And the Borg. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, every time I would defeat it, it would learn, uh, from its mistakes <laughs> right. and come back even stronger. Uh, and so I had to stop doing that because it just wasn't working anymore. All right. And, uh, so then that's when I just started, you know, cutting it, like, super, super short during the summer. And, uh, and then, like, you know, within the past couple of years, I've just been shaving it in the summer. Right. Except for this year, I didn't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. just, I've let it, uh, I mean, I've had haircuts, but right, uh, right. for the most part, I've let it grow out since probably, like, in June or July. Yeah. Uh, no, I could use a haircut. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna at least rock mine for... A couple more months. Yeah, yeah. I I think I got it cut like the week before I got my square job. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then, and then I just let it go ever since. Right. Well, because you have to acclimate to the new lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I better. Uh, I better get my hair cut within the next month, or I'm not ever gonna get, be able to get my hair cut again. 
Oh? Why? But I mean, she can cut your hair whenever she wants. Right? No. No? She's not going to work there. Why, why would she? Uh, she wouldn't just do it at home? Why would she? Didn't it's she her, when you were kids? It's, it's, her, it's her off time. It's her bread and butter, too. Yeah. When you were a kid, she didn't have the shop, though, right? Uh-huh. Oh, she did? Oh, okay. she said that shop for, like, 35 wow, years. Wow, really? Right? Okay. Wow, I didn't know that was on. That's impressive. I wonder how many feet of hair your mom has cut in the last 40 years. Probably a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So this is hair chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hair chat. I like talking about hair. I do as well. What's the best haircut you've ever had? Ooh. I don't mean like, you know, you always get your haircut the same and like this one day it was just perfect, but I mean like, did you ever get a different do? Uh, not really, no. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, due to the natural state of my hair, it is very difficult to to really vary anything about right. it. Because uh, kind of just does what it's going to do. You don't get a lot no of options, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's either going to be uh, straight and flat, or it's going to be curly and out there. Yet in an, yet another instance where us white people rule. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I I I had, I think I had a shaved head when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and my friend did it with a straight razor. Somebody was like. Like, there was not a right, yeah. drop of hair in my head. And then, like, my favorite, though, I think, was... And I did this solely for uh, the purpose of entertaining my friends at school. Because um, we had a lot of assemblies. Like, they all, like there was just tons of them. I don't know if it was more than normal or not, but it seemed like it was a ridiculous amount at school. So I shaved... I had my buddy shave... Um, two eyeballs and a smiley face in the back of my hair because i had like hair about like that is now it's longish right but i had him shave a smiley face in the back of my head and anytime we had an assembly i whether i knew the person behind me or not i handed them a sharpie and told them to if they got bored during the assembly to draw teeth and eyeballs in the empty spots in my hair <laughs> and it, it entertained my buddies and occasionally a stranger so that, that was cool. I'm guessing you do not approve. <laughs> I don't disapprove. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also did, like, at my birthday party once when I lived on Wyoming Street, I I said anybody that came to my birthday party had to cut part of my hair off before they left, and we were all drinking. So And there was maybe a dozen people there, so when I, by the end of the night I had a... A mohawk that went like where my sideburn would be up to the top of my head, and then like the rest on either side of it was shaved, and then like you know like weird various lengths of different different hair. So that was a weird haircut. <laughs> and my first driver's license photo had green hair, but those are probably the weirdest three. I've never had any weird haircuts. No. Just, uh, no mohawks, either. no mohawks, nothing. Just uh, either super short or super long. No. Uh, the best uh, long one that I had was uh, around 1996. 
uh, right around when I graduated from high school. Uh, I had uh, just gotten my hair straightened. No. And uh, it, uh, you know, for like like two weeks, it was uh, really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. You ever think about growing it really long now? I mean, uh, do you have the option at work? Is it okay? It's, you know, not, not okay. It's not encouraged, though. Right, yeah. Because yeah. uh, my coworker that I, uh, I drive with every day, he, uh, you know, he's had his hair in a ponytail uh, a couple of times while I've uh, worked with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, but for me, it's, uh, it's a matter of irritation. Uh, just, uh, like, my hair gets too long to a point, and, and I uh, just I, I get irritated by it. Like, it's kind of reaching that area right now. Right, yeah. where you can see it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sometimes yeah. I'll, like now, because this is as long as mine has been in years, and, like, sometimes I'll see, like, out of the peripheral, right. my hair, and I'm like, is somebody next to me? Yeah, and then I guess I, like, look over all of a sudden, and I'm like, oh, it's just my hair. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see what you mean. It's annoying. Hair chat. Yep. It's also, you know, it's a little kind of a bitch to maintain sometimes. Yeah, just cut it short two or three times a year and then let it grow and then cut it short. Yeah. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of really like it when I when I do the, the shaved head thing because you know, just... Uh, you're good for a while. You're good. Yeah. 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 And and it's cooler yeah. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of cool hair... <laughs> Have you ever had dreadlocks? I have not. Have you? No. Good. But I think I tried once, but... You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but I just basically let my hair get really dirty for like a month. And I was like, yeah, this is not worth it. Uh, that to me is the biggest uh, thing I have against dreadlocks. Right. Is the fact that it's pretty much just it's just dirt. Right. But it's all natural hair dirt. It's not like you're rubbing like soot in there. And no, but it's still. You know. This is gross. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But the dudes in this movie did. They sure did. Most and, of them. Yeah. And they looked good. Eh, sure. I, I, guess. I, I honestly think it's awesome when older dudes, like people in their 50s and 60s, have dreads. I think it looks kind of nice. Um, it's a good look for the, the older gentleman. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't find it a good look for anyone. <laughs> but, uh,. You know, for at least, uh, at least it fits the, the sort of role that they played for a while, mm-hmm. uh, where they were a reggae band. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, but, but that's not what, uh, especially what this movie is about. No. Uh, we watched a movie called, a documentary called A Band Called Death, and, uh, it is about, uh, a... Kind of a punk band. Yeah. From, uh, like, 1973, before punk was invented. Right. Uh, and there were three black brothers from Detroit. And, uh, they eventually grew up and were a reggae band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the dreadlocks. Yeah, and, and, you know, they started out, they thought they were just, like, a crazy rock and roll band. Because, oh, yeah. you know, they couldn't say, like, you know, we're kind of punk because that wasn't a... a, a Word that classified music yet. Right. Which, that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, they were, though. I mean, just the style of it and, you know, their attitude about it. Certain, and, and certainly. What they, you know, uh, what they wound up doing, you know, eventually was, was all 
pretty punk know. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, so uh, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know where to where to start with this. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, we started with saying this is a band called Death, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we should go from there. Yeah, we we should also point out that uh, there is another band called Death that exists, right? Existed, uh, that uh, is not about this. Uh, that band is is has nothing to do with this. Band. Right. The, you're not the metal band. Death. Yeah, the the metal band Death, which are also good. Which yeah, I enjoy them as well. Yeah. Chuck Schuldner. I have no idea. No, he's dead. I know that much. Hmm. Succumb to death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he died five, six years ago, something like that. Oh man, I have no idea. Okay. I, I've got like two other burnt CDs. This this. uh drummer kid I knew who got out of prison burnt for me and I listened to him a lot and liked him back in the back in the 90s but that's all I remember I right. never knew anything about the actual band um, but yeah they were good too yeah I enjoyed them as well but that is uh, yeah that, that is a different type of band that has nothing to do with this nothing uh, um, so yeah so it's 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 a documentary it's about these three brothers it is uh I will say that it is almost barely about a band called Death. It's more about this family. Right, yeah. The, the what are those, Sydney? What's their last name? Hackney. Hackney. Hackney, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby Hackney, Dennis Hackney, and... Uh, David. David, yeah. Uh, were the three members of the band. They also had another brother named Earl who was not in the band. No. <laughs> but he had the coolest <laughs> laugh. They could have totally... <laughs> put a DVD extra that was just like a loop of all of his laughs. <laughs> like, he's one of those guys when he laughs, like you think it's over and it just goes on for like two <laughs> two more minutes and his mouth is moving in all these crazy directions. It was That was awesome. I, I love that guy's laugh. But yeah, so it was these three dudes and they just started jamming in their house. Yeah. And, uh... Well, they, they, they got into rock and roll. Yeah, they loved like the Who and what Alice not? Cooper and uh, yeah, yeah they, they were into it, which uh, you know, as they pointed out, for being you know, black in the late '60s, early '70s, and being into rock, right? Yeah, you know, was was kind of a, a freak it occurrence. Ra- it raised my eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and David, uh, David, was kind of like the mastermind of the band. Like he kind of, kind of, he was the guitar he player and everything. Yeah. Like he he drove the band forward. He, you know, uh, I, I think he was the one that really got into like all the music. Uh, he was older than the other two, though. Right. Uh, you know, brought home you know records and everything for them to listen to, and I guess the family got into some money, and they they were able to spend some of it on uh, instruments, and yeah, they just started jamming in their right. uh, in their bedroom. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, they kind of just never really got out there. I think they right. they recorded a forty-five, a seven-inch, or whatever. And... Yeah. Well, they recorded like seven or eight songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, uh, like okay. Uh, let me go ahead and say this. Uh, a couple years ago, 
uh, you and I watched, not for the show, but just, you know, watched it, uh, the documentary called Anvil. Yeah. And that was about a band that, uh, you know, never really took off or anything like that. Right. Uh, and, and the documentary is really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, music, not really. It's all right. Eh, I could listen to it. Not anything I would ever want to listen to. But, uh, like I gotta say with this, like, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, and, and they were, they were, they were super good and, uh, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't make any kind of record deal because they were called death. Yeah. That was like the, their major hurdle, I think. Yeah. Like they had a lot of hurdles. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like you said, you know, being black dudes playing this weird rock and roll, people right. were like, oh, who, you know, who do we market this to? I don't right. know. And, and I mean, yeah. And at the time it was, it was angry, loud, fast, you know, short song rock and roll. It was punk right. before it was punk. And, right. and they were just like, yeah. And, and they were black. And apparently they were shockingly called death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it's weird to me that just like two years later, you know, like the dead Kennedys, which is a much more like inflammatory name. Cause right. it's like not just death, but these, these actual, you know, political right. giants, you know, dead Kennedys. And like, so to me that, that was kind of weird, but I think it all just tied together. It was all those things. All those things at yeah. once here. Uh, but, you know, I did think about that, you know, while watching the movie, especially when they talk about, you know, how they just kept hitting, like, they kept getting rejection letters, and, like, they would, well, the letters would specifically say, well, the name of your band is the reason we're not interested yeah, at all. right. You know, and, uh, it'd be like, you know, I mean, just think of how many horribly named bands are out there now. And, oh, yeah. And, like, so much more well-known than, right. than this band ever became, you know. Like your anal cunts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the metal band called Death. Yeah, right. Which, that was just maybe early 80s, right? Right, sure. So that wasn't that much. And of their particular brand of metal, you know, probably one of the tamest named bands right, right, to right. ever come out. But I, but I wonder, too, if this wasn't partially because, like, they were trying all these, um, you know, record companies in Detroit who were used to, like, a Motown, little Motown and, and things like that, yeah. right? So it's not like they, like when those metal bands started recording, I'm sure, you know, they, a lot of doors had already been opened, and they or a lot of them were just like starting record labels for metal. True, know? right, right. So yeah, they just they had a lot of a lot of things to overcome, and unfortunately, just couldn't. It didn't happen, right? right. So the music kind of rotted on a shelf. Yeah. Um, well, the, uh, the brothers eventually moved out of Detroit to probably a incredibly wider area. Somewhere in New England. Somewhere right? in Vermont, I think. Yeah. Even, yeah. Uh, where, you know, even more people were put off by the fact that their name was called Death. <laughs> right. Uh, and they eventually just said, fuck it. Yeah, they, they did change their name, and uh, they put out, like, a Christian rock album, which... Uh, which isn't too weird because even the band called Death like has some spiritual motifs. Oh yeah, like like they go into the whole backstory of of the brother who who came up with the name and 
you know, what it meant and like their logo and everything like that. And it's all spiritual related. Right. It's not just, they weren't trying to be spooky. Right. Yeah. Like he yeah. was like, death is a, you know, just another thing that happens as part of the life cycle. Right. Yeah. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you're immortal like us. Also true. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, do have this, uh, sort of negative connotation about death and, I don't know. I mean, I've never really felt like that, you know? Well, I mean, you know. Possibly my death wish that I have. Right. I'd say a lot uh, of people think of it as the end of all they know. Sure. Which is a downer for some. I guess. Whatever. I look (laughs) at it as a blessing and uh, and a gift. And, uh. Well, you're more spiritual than I am. Just, uh, you know, uh. I am just sitting here waiting for the relief that death will bring. You, you mean the band, when we listen to it later? Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. But also that other thing, where I stop. <laughs> right, right. Sadness. No. Just, just sweet relief. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, they changed the name to the fourth movement. Yeah, it was. something like that, yeah. And they, yeah, they have, like, a Christian punk record. I guess. Something uh, in like 1980. Right, yeah. And it doesn't do well. No. Uh, uh, mostly because people were put off by the fact that it was Christian. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's like they were fucked if they did and fucked right. if they didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, no one was biting for yeah. various reasons. And, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, like, it would put me off if I listened to uh, anything that was just overtly, right? You know, Christian or spiritual. It's just not a thing that I'm into. You, you know, know, I even I agree. Like I do believe in God and have a spiritual belief set. But whenever it's like, especially in lyrics, when it's oh, saying yeah. about so literally, it's just fucking boring. Right. But. Like, there's some bands, like, there's a band called Low, and they're, like, Mormon, I think. Brian okay. John Mitchell would know. Yeah. Um, they're, I think they're Mormon, and they have, you know, a lot of, like, spiritual and God-like motifs in their songs, but it's it's kind of, like, abstract, and they don't just go, like, you know, they don't just sing choruses about, you know, we love God, blah, right, blah, blah. Right, right. And, like, that is very off-putting in, in artwork, I, th- I think, when anything's that just blatant. Overt, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, here, yeah, I'm totally fine with it if it's, you know, subtext. Yeah. Yeah, but when it is, uh, just text. Just, it's like sing along with us about how awesome God is. Right, right. Like, you know, like, ah, it just feels like contrived or something. Because, you know, everybody has their beliefs, and, you know, if you're an artist, you know, those beliefs are gonna come through some way. Just not as literal, maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah. So Uh, that's where they had a problem. Right. And, and then they uh, kind of splintered. Yeah, they did. And uh, the uh, David, uh, the the sort of uh, band leader, sort of yeah, the band leader. And they talk about him a lot. You know, just every decision that they made. You know, you follow your brother, follow your brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they even at one point get an opportunity to to like sign a contract, but you know the one thing is you know change your name. Right. And, and he refuses. And the other two are like, oh, yeah. shit. Because, <laughs> yeah, they have this awesome uh, mantra, follow your brother, so unless, you know, someone's doing something just horrible. Right, right. You, you yeah. know, they, they back you up, and they're like, yeah, it's what he believes in. He, I mean, he has reasons. I wasn't just like, fuck you. 
I mean, he was like, he's like, this is the whole concept, all the lyrics, all the right. emotion I put into the songs I write are about death, and like, like right, the right. band is called Death, and he stuck to his guns, and which is super punk rock, yeah, exactly, yeah, because yeah, because even after they refused to sign the contract, they wind up putting out their own, they press like five hundred copies of their single, mm-hmm. and you know, self distribute, and you know, that is. One of the most punk rock things you can do. That's true. Brian John Mitchell. Right? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, and and yeah, the documentary just sort of follows them around as they, you know, remember, like, all these events and, uh, you know, what they did in the, uh, you know, years from, like, 1980 to 2000 where they, you know, uh, well, two of the brothers formed a uh, a reggae band, as as we mentioned. I couldn't hear the name of the band fully. Was it uh, Lamb's Breath or Lamb's Bread? Yeah, I can't remember. Lamb's yeah. something or other. Lamb's yeah. something. Uh, Lamb's Bread, I think it was Lamb's Bread. Right. With uh, two of the goofiest looking white dudes I've yep. ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, it almost looked like a Saturday Night Live skit at that point. <laughs> you know, like, or like one of those... Um, who does the best in show? Those Guff, waiting for Guffman. Those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it almost looked like something they would film. Like if they were, like yeah, it looks it looked so horrible and fake. Like uh, what was it? Blaze the Ganja was their song or something. Fire up the Ganja. Fire up the Ganja. Yeah. yeah. It was like so, just <laughs> yeah. It was like a parody of itself. And and there's some you know without spoiling anything there's some like prophetic moments that happen early yeah, yeah, yeah. in their career that um just are weirdly coming uh, full circle thirty right. something years later right um it's very interesting and emotional I almost cried I yeah yeah uh huh yeah yeah like I could feel the tears welling up and I was like oh man I'm not gonna cry during a documentary about a punk rock band right <laughs> like it's pretty gay um, <clears throat> yeah i uh yeah i had to, had to fight back tears uh, more than once yeah uh yeah it got uh got super emotional because uh, i mean they they say right at the beginning the uh the one brother david is dead mm-hmm. you know and uh we don't find out later you know how all, he died all the or, details right right, right. Uh, but we do know he is uh, no longer with us. And, uh, he never got to see anything really right. come about with the band. Right. Because, yeah, because, you, know, you know, the first third of the documentary is about, you know, them forming the band and their lives together growing up and all that. And then the middle section where they just sort of, uh, not really floundered, but, you know, they... They grew up and they realized that they had to, you know, provide for families. They kind of forgot about it. Right, yeah. I mean, like, like their kids didn't even know about it. Right, exactly. You know? And their kids were into music. So right. It seems like something they would have shared with them. Sure, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, like, like the, I think for me, the real hook of the documentary is, like, towards the end when, you know, suddenly, like, people outside of their family, like, find out that this band existed and shit kind of blows up right yeah like people are blogging about it there's right. articles about it in magazines and they've never sold more than 500 records right. in 40 years <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy oh man 
But yeah, and like you said, the music is so fucking good. Right. Like, that's what really just blows me away. And and it feels awesome because I swear I'm a total, like, I'm a total music nerd, but for some reason I'm a total, like, late bloomer. Like, like I remember whenever I had roommates, like, they would be listening to certain bands, and they're like, oh, okay, and I'd hear it. But, like, five or maybe ten years later, I would really get into that music. Right. And, like, I feel like a lot of times I'm, like, the last to know but I, but I feel like this is awesome because the it's whole like world the whole was world the last, last to know. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and it's sort of one of those things where it's a testament to, you know, the sort of, you know, as a, as artists ourselves, you know, we, we've probably both heard this, you know, that, that cream always rises to the top. Right. You know, and it's like, well, sometimes it may take 40-some years for that cream to rise. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got to bake it on its low yeah. temperature. Because, <clears throat> I mean, we know tons of people who are awesome at what they do. Right. But we know them, and nobody else does. And they're kind of struggling to, to make money from their art. Right, yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean... You know, some of them, you know, might just give up at some point because they're they're just not getting, you know, the recognition or, or being able to make a living or anything like that. Right. I, mean, I fucking have. Right. No. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, and, and that's I mean, it's so sad. You know that that happens while mediocrity rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be one thing if this band was like, yeah, they, you know, they're okay or they're kind of right. All right, but. They're really good. Right, yeah. In this thing, you know, I go back to the Anvil documentary. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> right. they're okay. Yeah. You know, they're not horrible. They're but, serviceable. Right, yeah. But they like, didn't break any ground. Really. Exactly. It's like, like, I can watch that documentary and I can kind of see why maybe they never made it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing a very similar thing to people who were more talented or creative. Right. Doing the, the same thing. Same thing. Exactly. But death was like like five I mean, years ahead of a movement. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and what gets me is like, I mean, uh, maybe one of the faults of the documentary is that, you know, I mean, they were still around when punk blew up. Yeah. So, like, what was their reaction to yeah, that, you that, know? Yeah, that's, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, because it kind of skips ahead to 1980. Right. Sort yeah. of when they're doing, like, did they just not know about punk, maybe? Right, yeah. Because they, they were into other kinds of music, so maybe they just, maybe it was under their radar. Right. Like I mean, maybe, I mean, could be that they just, you know, never considered themselves to be punk. Right. And so they never sought out, yeah. you know, other punk music to, to realize that, oh, shit, we were doing this six years <laughs> right, ago. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Because they, 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 Repeatedly referred to themselves as just a rock and roll band. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. Because, I mean, yeah, because, like, even... Like, the documentary, the very first person that, that you see is Henry Rollins. Right. And, and then, you know, we talk to him later, and we see Jello Biafra, and, like, you know, a couple of... Don't forget of Kid Rock. And Kid Rock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, you know, the Detroit yeah, connection, I guess. True. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> just like yeah, you know where where did uh, you know what what happened in those years when that punk is, was like at its height? That is strange. They, yeah, yeah. That then, is again. Why would they for forty years just sort of never think about 
death again. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had you know the lamb, the lamb's dragon or whatever it was. <laughs> that's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. 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 We just ate there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that's bizarre. That's bizarre. And and I really like feel for them as someone who is trying to do artwork. It's like, you know, you want to like have your work noticed or successful or whatever. Right. Um, but if it's not, you kind of hope that at least sometime down the road, someone discovers it. Right. And, and it's awesome to me that that actually did at least that part actually did get to happen for them. Right. Like that's amazing because, but it's bittersweet, you know, because the, the main driving force behind it, you know, he didn't die right. before this happened. Like yeah. decades before. Right. right. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. Oh, was it only eight years? Yeah, I think he that? died in 2000. Oh, okay. It was around 2008 when people started discovering them again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Man. What a trip those guys had. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're getting... Some recognition now. They're they're apparently touring a little bit yeah. in there, and they're what in their late fifties, probably. Uh, I would think so. Uh, I know the oldest brother was like forty eight when he died in two thousand. So okay, that's a fifties you know, or yeah. so. Uh, but you know, I mean, the the couple of uh, live clips that they show, they're still yeah. Oh yeah, they were pulling it off, right? Yeah, yeah. and it didn't look like some aging like you know. Like sad experiences. Right, it right. was like, yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think that, uh, you know, I mean, you can look at someone like you, know, the Who, who might be on tour now, right. and, and they are just an aging, sad experience because they're clearly just doing it because, you know, money. Right. right. Whereas these guys, you know, they are finally getting to do it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, can't recommend this enough if you like uh, music. Yeah, or just good good stories for like, oh, yeah, the underdog yeah. kind of thing. Always love a good underdog story. Oh, man, I love that guy. He would shine the shoes. Uh-huh, and, yeah. yeah. Just don't ever watch the actual underdog movie. <laughs> oh, is there a live action or something? Yes. But he's animated? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> Who does who does his voice? Do you know? Is it like Bill Murray? I, I want to say it's Jim Belushi. Oh, oh! <laughs> I got my next movie pick. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I think Peter Dinklage is the uh, the villain. Oh man! Wow. So Kurt, you know, you can go watch that anytime you want. See <laughs> a big Dinklage fan? He is a big Dinklage fan. Uh, he's the reason I actually quit OK Panic, because he kept threatening, uh, Peter Dinklage week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you could have totally drew Underdog's villain. That's true, I could have. Man. A wasted opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And the music is great. Uh, Man, there's, em- there's emotions. It's not just like... Oh, yeah. You're yeah. not just looking at their scrapbook of their cool music it's right, like right. and it's and it's not like it doesn't feel like one of those vh1 behind the music things really no like yeah. you know where there, there's a contrived you know emotional line, yeah, thing yeah. but yeah it's just really good right and i do uh 
uh, I do like the sort of style of the documentary that this is in which they like take these old photographs from like you know their history or whatever and they sort of like kind of animate them a little bit oh yeah they give it like a 3D look right right uh the uh, uh, documentary that I saw that was fully done like that, like there was maybe one like talking head interview and the entire thing was uh, uh, the Bill Hicks story, uh, American, I think it was called, hmm. uh, where it was done entirely just with old photographs. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was pretty great, too. I'd like to see that. Yeah. 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 I like it. called the death. Yeah. Wanna wanna hear some death? Yeah, let's hear some death. We'll hear some death, and we'll uh, be right back. Sweet. One, two, three,
welcome back to Cutter Trash. Hello! That death really cooks. <laughs> yep. I've been using the, the word cooks a lot lately to you describe stop music. that. Uh, I, it's fun for me, though. <laughs> a lot of times things that I find really fun, people say I should stop. And I say no. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So would you go see Death if they were playing around here? No. Yeah. Just I'm not into I know, right? Being around people. I I would maybe go and like show up, you know, half an hour early. Right. Maybe see if I could say hi to the members of the band. Sure. Maybe buy a t shirt. Maybe. And yeah. then get the fuck out of there. Buy the C D. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, I mean, I gotta, uh, I gotta think that, uh, with the documentary and everything, they're, they're probably, uh, you know, it would be a, a packed scene, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Cause yeah, this just, just came out. Trendy young white guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, this came out last year, right? Uh, year. some of that, yeah. or, or yeah. Early this year or something. But, yeah. So yeah, they're probably still trying to. Well, I'm sure. Get some cash from that. <clears throat> and why shouldn't they? Mm hmm. Nope. But yeah, no, no offense to the band, I would probably not go to. Oh yeah, show. no, yeah, if it was yeah. only us and the band, sure, oh, yeah, that'd be fucking yeah, great. exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I had like this invention that was like a remote control with just one big red button, and uh, and like I could be in a place and it was just, and I would push the button, and it would just be me, and then whatever I'm there to see, right? Man, I would cherish that fucking button. I like would I, too. I would take it to the theater. Oh yeah. I would take it to concerts. Mm-hmm. I would take it to my shop, my drive. Yeah. Uh, oh, it would be great. Ah, yeah. Can you uh, imagine just being the yeah. only person and car on the road? That would be fucking great. <laughs> it would be. You know, the other day I was driving home and uh, I deliberately took a side road because I just wanted to be on the road by myself. Wow. And yeah. there was a fucking car behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the, uh, the whole being around people thing, like, like it is, it is turning me into just, like, it, it honestly makes me physically ill to think about being around more than, like, three people. <laughs> right. Uh, cause, cause we just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, it was just this past week. That's right. And, uh, was dreading. Going over to my parents' house, and, you know, it's not like my parents are having a huge party or anything like that, but it was uh, my brother, his wife, and two kids, and uh, two other guests were, were all going to be there. Right. Plus, Plus your mom and dad. And my yeah. parents, right? And that was just way too many people for me to mm-hmm. deal with. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think I like people more than you like people. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't like being in a room with more than five of them at once. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I looked out. My Thanksgiving was me and my mom and Doogie. That sounds great. And my dog and my cat. Well, that sounds even better. It was because animals are better than people. Ninety nine percent of the time, I would agree. Yeah, not my parents' animals. They're fucking awful. <laughs> but most animals are better than people. Right. It's good times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I didn't have a great Thanksgiving. You. I, I, yeah, I did. We we watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which we'd been meaning to do for like four years, me and Doogie. Uh-huh. And we always like forget by the time Thanksgiving rolls around. And, you know, we're like, ah, we'll just watch it 
Anyway, and then we're like, no, 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 damn it. We're going to watch it on Thanksgiving, and this year we got to actually do it. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It was on, on uh, the WB on Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, and it aired uh, as, a, as a program on, on that channel. Nice. Commercial uh, free? Uh, not commercial free, ah. no. But it apparently did better in the ratings than their actual programming. <laughs> yeah, really? Wow. Which uh, Wednesday night would have been Arrow. <laughs> I would much rather watch any John Hughes movie than any superhero television show. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say any John Hughes movie. Home Alone? Come on. Let's yeah, watch that, sure. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would watch any John Hughes movie over any superhero TV show. Right. But not over any TV show. Okay. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving was good, and then uh, I was lucky enough to uh, also enjoy some of your Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Because your mom was kind enough to send me a plate of her homemade pineapple cheesecake yeah. bars or whatever. They were just like cut into squares. Right. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. I'll take your word for it, as I do not like both of those uh, ingredients. Cheesecake or pineapple. Really? You don't like cheesecake? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. It's so good. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, man. <laughs> cannot think of a thing that would make me want to vomit more. Really? Other than someone else vomiting. Oh, yeah. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved it. That was great. Uh, I was, I'm still eating Thanksgiving leftovers. Like, I still had some earlier today. I am, too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's cool, right? I guess. You I just mean, get kind of burnt out on it. It's free. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing that's going for it right it's now. It's free and tasty. but <clears> It's just <throat> tasty, but... You know, just too much of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than we had pizza last night when we did Drawing Night, and then we had uh, Chinese tonight as we watched the movie. And uh, those are the only two non-Thanksgiving-related meals that I have had in the past four days. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched some movies other than uh, oh. other than planes, trains, and automobiles. Sure. Um, well, you and I watched Super. Yeah, that's uh, right. Which yeah. was awesome. That was a great movie. James Gunn uh, with uh, Rain Wilson, Kevin Bacon, and uh, Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I recommend it. I've recommended it to other people, and no one listens to me. Right. And I, I didn't listen, and you forced me to watch it, and I'm glad you did. It was yeah. really good. I know um, what I'm talking about sometimes. I think it's one of the better non-traditional superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's in there with, like, Mystery Men and some other stuff, but... A little kick-ass. Yeah, yeah kick-ass, but I honestly think it was better than kick-ass. And even though I've got a special spot in my heart for Mystery Men, because I fucking love Bob right. and stuff, I think it was better than that, too. Like, it was just a really good movie. I, I like it better than Kick-Ass, and I, I enjoyed Kick-Ass, the first one, anyway. Yeah, me too. Uh, did not ever enjoy Mystery Men. Really? Yeah. I, I, I like that one. Pretty much always thought that was kind of an awful movie. Really? Uh, which is sad, because I really did want to like it. Yeah. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, like, like, you know, uh, of the type of movie that it, I guess non-traditional superhero movie is the best way to, to call it. Uh, it's yeah, probably my favorite one. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Hancock or Special, or I'm sure there's another one or two, but uh, I've seen Special. Uh, it's, yeah, it's okay. Uh, Hancock, I've never seen. Yeah, you know, particularly want to. Special is the one with Michael Rappaport. Yes, 
Isn't there one with Woody Harrelson? Defendor. Defendor. I yeah. think I have seen that one too, and I just kind of forgot about it. So, right. obviously, so obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, James Gunn uh, wrote another movie uh, back in like, 2000, something like that. It came out right around the same time that Mr. Man did, uh, called uh, The Specials, which uh, I really enjoy that one too. It's uh, a documentary about the ska band. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a message to you, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy that one quite a bit. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of good people in it. Oh, like a like a Thomas Hayden Church. And, oh, uh, yeah. Adjet Booster and uh, a Jamie Kennedy is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, some good people. It's, it's funny. Rob Lowe, he's in it. Wow, yeah, I like him. <clears throat> Local favorite. Local. Fa- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I ever heard of Rob Lowe was when he did the sex tape. Because it was all over the news around oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, that was like mid eighties, mid to late eighties. But yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of him. So that was my inter- indoctrination into Roblo. Uh, probably the same for me too. <laughs> oh, oh, not to backtrack, not to backtrack. But before I mention the other movie I saw, which I'm excited to mention, um, did you know Elijah Wood was the CEO of a record label? <laughs> I did not. Was that a joke? Don't know. Because, because, okay, so this is actually going back to the documentary. Yeah, the band uh, called Death. Band called Death. Uh, like, like I said, Henry Rollins is like the first face and voice that you hear in the movie. And then they interview like somebody else. And then like all of a sudden Elijah Wood is there given like, you know, his thoughts on the band called Death. And you're like, that's weird. And I was just like, why is he involved? And then like much later in the movie, like he, he's pulled back again and like they, they put his name on the screen and CEO Simeon Records. Yeah. What the hell? What? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea either. I still, Wary that Elijah Wood was in this movie at all. <laughs> that was the strangest part of the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I can safely say that I am not a, I'm not a fan of an Elijah Wood. I don't mind him. I don't. Uh, I don't actively try to avoid anything he's in. I, yeah. I've, I've seen stuff that he's in, uh, but uh, Sin City was good. He was good. He was fine. Yeah. Uh, recently watched a movie that he was in called Maniac, which was weird. Because it was entirely a first-person movie. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he played a serial killer. Hmm. <clears throat> and it's entirely told from his first-person view. So the only time you actually ever see him is in reflections. Right. Yeah. So he didn't really have to work that much in that movie. Probably. Uh, he said he was there the entire time. Uh, like like, like if you see arms, that's yeah. his arms? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. uh, he said sometimes there had to be a stunt arm because... He, uh, I guess he had the camera on him, like physically on him the entire time, uh, like like strapped to him. Right. Uh, so like sometimes like he couldn't use both of his arms, so there would be like somebody else using, huh, pretending to be his other arm. Weird. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a weird movie. Not good though. It's weird. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's a remake of another movie, but it's. Yeah. I'm oh, it's called Maniac. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I'm curious about that. You may hate it. It's kind of pointlessly overtly violent. Oh, okay. Then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like fun, 
It's not fun. Okay. No, okay. yeah. It is not fun. I don't mind fun violence. Right, right. The top. Yeah. Like guar or whatever. Right, no, yeah, this is... It takes itself Dark. a little too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm done with that <laughs> I did see a movie that didn't, did not take itself too seriously. Oh. I finally saw The World's End. Oh, yeah. The uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Gedger Wright extravaganza. I got to watch that again uh, like about a week ago. Because you saw it on the big screen. the theater, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. fucking great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your your lady friend and I uh, talked about that movie on our on our show, oh, uh, yeah. Stupid yeah. Sexy Podcast. Uh, so we, we sort of talked about it there, but I'll talk to you about the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go too much into the story. No, no, not like that. But uh, like, like the one thing that we did discuss was... Uh, you know, uh, I think by now we've all seen every Edgar Wright movie there there is. Right. You know, right. Especially the ones with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, where do you rank them? Oh, as far as, like, amongst those three? Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's not so much for me. Really? Yeah. I... If I was forced to write them down in an order right now, which I don't want to do... Right, right. I would... Okay, let, let, me, let me say this. Uh-huh. I think they're all great. I think they're all great, too. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with uh, any of them. Any of the three. Right. The, uh, the Blood and uh, Ice Cream trilogy. Right. right. Yeah, Cornetto. Yeah. Or whatever. Cornetto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, but I, I do have a preference order. Uh, yeah. Which I think is the better movie and which is not. Even though, again, all great and recommended. Yeah. And, like, and it's... Like I think I know exactly the order, yeah. But I I only think I know. Like right, it, right. it's really close, but I think I like them chronologically. Okay. Like I think Shaun of the Dead's my favorite, and Hot Fuzz, and then World's End. But that's not to say World's End is like new, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love it. That's my order too. <clears throat> I, I think, honestly, I think Shaun of the Dead is one of the world's most perfectly written movies. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've seen you know all three of them recently. You know, uh, so, so it's relatively fresh in my head. Uh, but, you know, watching Shaun of the Dead, you know, it's just every line of dialogue in that movie spoken is just perfectly crafted as either a joke or foreshadowing or just whatever. It's so good. It's great. Uh, and then Hot Fuzz is also great, but, uh, you know, I, I did like, I did like World's End a little less than the other two. But it's still great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Like, first of all, without blowing anything, there's elements of that movie that I had no idea were part of the story, and I'm right. super glad they weren't spoiled for me. Um, I did not have that luxury. Ah, oh, that sucks. I, I, I did my damnedest to not know anything about it, because, I mean, I'm sold already. I mean... My ticket is bought I as soon as I knew that it was an Edgar Wright movie with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're there. Right. And so, but then like a week before the movie came out, like, I just could not get away from commercials for it. Right. That were pretty much just sort Spoiler. of ruining it. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised that it, the surprises weren't ruined for me. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember where I was gonna go with that. I, I'm yeah. I'm just really surprised that they weren't ruined for me, um, because they're pretty huge. Like I totally thought I knew exactly what this movie was. Right. Like, like if you'd have been like, now how much do you know about this movie? I probably would have shot myself in the foot because I'm like, oh, I I actually know all of it. 
Like, right, right. You know, because in my mind, I know that they're going from pub to pub and like right. reliving their past. Right. So I know the whole fucking thing. <laughs> but that is not true at all. Nope. There's so much more, and it's so awesome. It's pretty damn great. So yeah, I'm really, really impressed with that movie. Yeah. Cool. But I think. I think uh, Hot Fuzz makes me laugh more than any of the other ones, mm-hmm. but I definitely like Shaun of the Dead better just because I, you know, I grew up watching zombie movies. Right, and like, right. It's just, it's just for me, it's like a better, cooler, more inventive thing. Right. But but Hot Fuzz, I think, is the, the funniest. I still think Shaun of the Dead is the funnier movie too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, not they're to, all really close. Right, right. Not to dismiss the other two. At all, I know. Like I would even throw in Scott Pilgrim into that. Mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great movie too. Yeah. I'd like to see that again. Yeah. I only I saw it at the theater, and that's the last time I saw it. So, uh, I guess uh, Edgar Wright's his next movie is going to be a straight horror movie. Really? Yeah. Everybody's changing up their style. Like Bobcat's doing a Bigfoot like pseudo documentary. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I still think there's got to be like just a complete comedy twist in there somewhere. And Bigfoot. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there turns out to be. But at the same time, you know, I'm always glad to see someone who is good. You know, like, 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 I mean, every Bobcat movie that you and I have seen together anyway, you know, has been pretty fucking great. Right. Yeah. You know, and every Edgar Wright movie I've seen, I've loved. Yeah. And and so I'm excited when someone who is really good at the thing that they do decides to stretch out and yeah. do something different. No, I, I think that's cool. Yeah. But for some reason, I I just, with Bobcat, I can't believe it. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, I mean, like, if you're like, yeah, well, you know, Weird Al's putting off this, like, uh, real serious, like, emotional piece. You know, right, like, right. Heartfelt kind of dramatic concept album i'd be like what right uh, yeah i get you i get what you're saying so like either way i either way i won't be disappointed right but, but right. i but i totally expect there to be to be like a weird comedy twist right yeah, i guess we'll find out when it ever comes out what's it called is it just called bigfoot i have no idea no. uh yeah i don't, I don't know but, but it's bobcat goldthwait bobcat goldthwait made a bigfoot movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. Pretty excited. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I watched a couple of movies uh, today, anyway, that, uh, that uh, I uh, kind of wish maybe I hadn't. <clears throat> uh, first one I watched was uh, Zoolander, the, the like, 2000 comedy from Ben Stiller. Never saw it. Never saw it either. It's uh, streaming on Netflix. You know, I figured maybe it's one of those things where it's like, because I'd only ever heard really bad things about it anyway. Right. It's like, well, maybe it's one of those things where it's not as bad as I've heard. You know, maybe, maybe there's just some redeeming quality. Right. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, here 10, 13 years later or whatever, like maybe it'll just be great. And it's, it was like early this morning and I was just looking for something to watch. And it's like, maybe, you know, this will. It's a comedy, and, you know, whatever. You know, I'll give it a shot. It was just not funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't look great to me. Yeah. I do like Ben Stiller. So. I do, too. You know, I don't have anything against him or Owen Wilson or mm-hmm. not even really uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. I didn't even realize Owen Wilson was in that. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, I didn't like that at all. And then, uh, then I watched a movie called, uh, Valhalla Rising, uh, which is, uh, by Nicholas Winding Refn, who directed Drive and, uh, Only God Forgives and Bronson. And, uh, it was just kind of a really artsy-fartsy, pointless movie about nothing. <laughs> right? Which also was Only God Forgives. was also exactly like that, too. So maybe it's something you can put on when you're drawing or something? Uh, no, not even that. No? Yeah. Okay. Because that's how much uh, self-seriousness that it has, is that it just sucks out all the life around you. That reminds me of something. <laughs> me? No. <laughs> I, uh, I finally got around to reading uh, Batman the Deal. Is oh, it called the, de- yeah. the deal? Is that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. The yeah. dealer, the something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The dealer, I don't know. Um, the the fan comic that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, that you said the art kind of reminded you of Paul Pope a little right, bit. Right. Yeah. It totally reminds me of like a little darker Paul Pope, maybe like yeah. not as fun, not as cartoony. Um, the story was awful. Yep. It was just terrible. <laughs> yep. Uh, to but, top it all, with the Bill Hicks quote. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a yeah, that was bad. I I like the art. I really oh yeah, the yeah. art is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But man, that story was just stupid. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really thought I wouldn't agree with you, right? Like, because uh, because I you know I'm like whatever. It's a fan Batman thing, right? But it was fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for the most part, you and I. Uh, you know, we have some similar tastes, but when we differ, it is super different. Yeah, right. right. Uh, <laughs> That's one of those things that we, from our various vantage points, can see the same yep. turd. <laughs> so I am super relieved that you disliked it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Hey, he got his... He got people to read his stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, hope sure. he, I hope he keeps writing. I hope he... I hope that artist keeps doing I stuff. Hope, yeah, I hope they both... that guy is great. hope they both do, but I, I hope the writer doesn't feel the need to take everything so dark and serious right. and, like, dramatic and, and, and... The thing is, is that, sadly, you and I are totally in the minority about that story. Really, yeah. That, that you know, because that is just the kind of yeah bullshit that... Insecure comic fans love to eat up. Yeah, and that is the only thing that I could think to call them is is you know just they're so like okay. Uh, I think this past week, maybe late last week, something like that. Uh, Alan Moore gave another interview. Oh, really? Where he basically like he was shocked and disgusted that uh, the Avengers movie made so much money because people. Adults uh, who enjoy and consume superhero stories are just, you know, uh, malformed retards <laughs> who, who have just so stunted in their development that they just shouldn't even be alive. <laughs> and I am paraphrasing and maybe adding some extra words in there. <laughs> but the gist is that he wasn't a big fan and thinks we're silly for liking it. Right, yeah. 
And, of course, he had to throw in that there hasn't been a good superhero comic since The Watchmen. Oh, nice. Yeah, that kind of thing. You mean he means the before Watchmen books? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. Did he actually watch The Avengers? Because that would surprise me, too. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, like, it would surprise me that he would watch it, and it would surprise me that after watching it, he wouldn't at least say, you know, this is a well-crafted story. Right. You know? Uh, you know, yeah, he probably didn't watch it at all because, again, he doesn't want to be perceived as a, uh, you know, uh, fanboy. Fanboy or developmentally disabled or whatever it is he, he thinks we all are for still liking superheroes in our 30s. Right. You know, or older. Uh, because his thing is that, well, superheroes are for children, and, you know, it's supposed to, you know, uplift their imagination, and now it's all just angry old people. And apparently not seeing the irony. Uh, <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's probably because of a lot of these books that were written in the 80s that inspired that sort of thing. You've probably been familiar with one of them. It was by Dave Gibbons. And the original writer. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a good callback yeah. to something we probably discussed weeks ago. Well, weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just like you know, so many people out there are now just in this freak out because of him saying all that stuff, and it's just like you know, if you're so offended by what he said, then I think that says a little bit more about them than it does alan moore right because yeah. alan moore at this point is you know his he's his a, he's a character when you when when you see a, an article about alan moore or an interview with him and they say alan moore and then put in parentheses his credits it should also include v for vendetta watchman known curmudgeon <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and like okay how old was he when he was writing tom strong because that's kind of yeah. Of superhero thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like a pulpy superhero, but right. I'm sure he was not in his 20s. He was sure, probably in right. his 40s, right? I would guess, yeah, if older, you know, because he's got to be 60-something now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. He always, He's always looked like he was about <laughs> 80. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> it's like, I mean, and I know that one was supposed to be more of a nostalgic love letter. That wasn't right. like, he wasn't trying to say anything. like right. make, make or Supreme. Of, Right, yeah. You know, or, or the 1963 comic from Image that he did for a while. Or maybe he's just saying, like, it's okay to write them, you just can't read them. I guess, yeah. Or, or, but then, you know, you look at something like Miracle Man or Watchmen or, you know, are those for children, Alan? Right. You know, yeah. since yeah. that's all superheroes should be for. Yeah, the first few pages of that Miracle Man series are <laughs> what I'm going to wallpaper on my kids' wall when they're children. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually still love Alan Moore, but I feel like he's just, yeah, he's just got it all wrong. Right, yeah. Know? He's a known curmudgeon. He's, yeah. He's a sentient beard with finger armor. <laughs> I, I mean, I love a portion of the things he's written and, um, and I, I've, I've often loved reading interviews with him and like, you know, I thought he was an intelligent, interesting guy, but right. it's just like, it's it's not quite as bad as the Dave Sim thing, but it, but right. it's but it's like I I hate to see that whenever, like first of all, 
you like the work, and then you're like, oh, you realize you like the guy that does the work. Right. But then, like, it starts tapering off, and he becomes this weirdo that's, right. like, always angry. And that's, you know, and it's probably just, you know, you know, uh, just sort of buying into his own press, you know, maybe. You yeah, know, I can uh, see that. Like, like, I can see, like, because I think the three biggest examples of, of this is, you know, Dave, Sam, Alan Moore, and Frank Miller. Yeah. You know, who have all just seemingly gone off the deep end. Yeah. Like, especially, like, later in their careers. Right. Totally agree. Yeah. And uh, who all three of them, you know, considered geniuses, and then, you know, in one way or the other, revolutionized comics, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'm sure, again, to be... To be that person, you have to be a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. you know. All right, right. To, to to be able to reach the outer limits and bring some something back to share with people. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it seems like you know, especially in the last ten years or so, all three of them have just uh, gone into the area of crazy that is just like <laughs> maybe you should be locked in a home. Yeah, or you should at least have someone. Uh, you know, edit everything you right, you yeah. share with the world. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. But again, you know, if if you're the type of person who who reads an Alan Moore interview where he condemns all superhero comics and you get super offended by it, then you know, maybe you should right. rethink yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just read it more as like entertainment than right, uh, yeah. than as like you know a lesson. Right. Because I mean, you know, I love superheroes and I love superhero comics, but. Uh, you know, I also don't see them for anything more than what they are. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just, just mindless entertainment. Yeah. And oh, you know, yeah. sometimes I find it hard to get through. Sometimes because maybe it is a little too mindless or taking itself too seriously. Totally agree. That's yeah. that's kind of why I've drifted away from them for the most part. Right. Like I'll still reread some. I've I've actually reread some old Jack Kirby stuff in the last week. Right. And that's fine. Like yeah. I enjoy it. So, I just overall. Overall, I'm not as excited about it. Right. And I'm sure a large portion of that is working at Mavericks and seeing um, books like that, like the mediocre ones, overshadow the brilliant non-superhero books. Right. Not that all superhero books are all non-superhero books are brilliant. Right. But the ones that are get overshadowed by the mediocre ones yeah. that are superheroes. And that just drives me crazy. Relating a lot to what we talked about with the band called Death. That's right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Somewhere out there is a uh, a Jack Kirby like kind of visionary who just never made it, and he's probably still just out there floundering. That or like the the craziest part is to think, and like there's there's no way this is speculation, but there has to have been so many amazing artists, writers, musicians over the years that. Maybe even did release something, but it was so small print right. or or just like ahead of its time and just kind of got lost. And it's so crazy to think that there's a lot of amazing, amazing artwork and music and things that just no one ever got to really pick up on. Right, that's nuts. Uh, like there's a uh, there's a documentary out, another sort of kind of you know along the same theme of a band called Death called uh, Waiting for Sugarman. Which is about a, a guy who, you know, put out like a folk album or something like that in like the late 60s and like it did nothing. Right. And like, you know, 
critics loved it, you know, like, this is, like, the next coming of Dylan or something like that, but, like, it just sold for shit, and just, you know, the guy was like, well, fuck it, I'm done, and just, like, disappeared. Huh. But then in, like, this third world country, somebody got a hold of this album and heard a song on it, and it became, like, this major sort of, like, you know, revolutionary kind of anthem for this whole country, and the guy became a superstar, but never knew it because it's in wow. the middle of nowhere. And wow. so for like 40 years, he had just been built up into this icon. And like finally, like eventually, like within the, like the past 10 years or so, somebody found him and he was still alive and he was just being a dude. Wow. <laughs> just a janitor or something. Maybe. Whatever, yeah. Wow, but he did eventually hear about it. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Waiting for who? Sugarman. Sugarman. Yeah. Might have to look that up. Yeah. Or Sugarman. Sugarman. I Whatever. like that better. Yeah. It's a it's a Generation X villain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, like the comic book that they hand out at the dentist office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar Man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So speaking of comics, uh-huh. should I should I choose one for us to read? You should. Okay. Veto. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say get your veto ready. No, <laughs> you won't know that you want to veto it. <laughs> Shit, I just told him. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a graphic novel called Blue by a man named Pat Grant. Okay. Is he a friend of yours? Nope. Okay. I think he's an Australian cartoonist. Oh, I, believe, okay. I believe this is his debut. Uh, a debit. Yep. Alright. Novita? I've never heard of it. Yeah. Sweet. All right, no reason to be too. Yeah. Cool. Look forward to reading it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, I don't know. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I honestly don't know if you would like it or hate it. Okay. So, so it's not, it's not obviously a uh, typical, like, autobio whiny thing or anything. Okay. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, don't, I honestly don't know. Okay. I'm not, not sure. Well, we'll find out next week. Yeah, we will. Blue. Blue. Pat Grant. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any relation to Cat Grant from the Superman comics? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or Steve Grant or Alan Grant. Steve Grant. Could Alan be in there. There's a lot of Grants out there. There is. Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh. Hugh Grant. Yeah. All right. We're good then. <laughs> We've exhausted our knowledge of the surname Grant. Good night. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>